Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, July 28th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got a look at the leaders going into August recess. Number two, Representative Derek Van Orden's page drama continues. And number three, Senator Tommy Tuberville's standoff with the military continues to drag on. All right, Jake, let's get into it. We are leading Punchbowl News AM this morning with a look around the leaderboard here as Congress quickly is moving into August recess mode. Uh, A really interesting look at kind of what each of the leaders is facing, their positioning going into what is going to be uh, certainly a a kind of stressful and potentially even very dramatic uh, September with uh, government funding and a shutdown looming. Well, let's say at the top here that it is August recess. Uh, The House and Senate are out, both out until September. The House until September 12th, the Senate until I think the week before. Uh, And they left on uh, the Senate, at least left on a high note. The House left on a low note. The Senate passed the NDAA by a blowout, as Andrew Desiderio writes it this morning, 86 to 11 vote. Uh, Just a Big, big tally for the defense policy bill, which, by the way, stands in stark contrast to the um, uh, House, which, you know, squeezed through the NDA on a partisan basis and um, uh, with a bunch of, you know, uh, partisan and and highly charged amendments. So that's the first thing. But um, this is going to be and I know we say this a lot, but this is going to be a um, uh, an extraordinarily difficult September for Congress. Um, there is a, um, uh, the, the, they have about, you know, a couple weeks to, to figure out government funding when, once they get to, once they get back into town and, um, the, the two sides couldn't be farther apart. So let's start with McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, the speaker of the house full seven months into his leadership. Um, and, uh, no one's tried to strip him of his, of his, uh, uh, speakership, but let's just say I mean, this. Wow. I mean, the bar is so high when that's the, really so the, high. Yeah. The, the measure of success. Yes, it is very, it is very, it is immeasurably high. No, so, um, <laughs> but the next few months will really challenge McCarthy and his leadership team because, listen, it's not to me, it's not the question as to whether the government will shut down. It will shut down. I, I, I mean, odds on, if you're making a bet today, if someone is taking these bets, if you're making a bet today, the government's going to shut down, period. Um, the two sides are very far apart. Um, uh, McCarthy has a, a conference that is just unwilling to to budge, unwilling to to move. But the question is, what will McCarthy want to get out of this shutdown? And by the way, that's assuming he could get something to get out of the shutdown. I don't think he can, because the Senate and the House are two very are in very different places. And it's not only the Senate and the House, but as we've reported in the past, it's the Senate. Senate Republicans, Senate Democrats, and the White House versus McCarthy and the and the Freedom Caucus. So, I mean, there's not much incentive to compromise here. So, that all being said, um, what do you think of that, of that, about that, Anna? Yeah, no, I think. Listen, it's it, his. We lead off with McCarthy because he's clearly the leader that everybody is looking to to figure out what happens in September. Right? How do they get out of this? Um, I think. Listen, 
I think he's had, like, you know, if you look at where he started this year off, he's clearly done, I think, outperformed expectations by a lot of folks. Um, You look at some of the, even the canvas polling we've done um, from the staff level, certainly uh, the numbers bear out there that he's, you know, been able to kind of wrangle his conference better than I think a lot of people expected. There's been obviously some bumps in the road. Um, but, you know, I, I do think that he's been able to manage that. I think the question is, as you say here, is what happens next, right? And in, in particular, it will be interesting to see how can he, um, you know, use the August recess too. Of course, he'll, I'm sure, be doing a ton and ton and ton of fundraising. Um, but also, what is the mood? Uh, how do people come back from this August recess? Are they emboldened? Do these, you know, Republicans on the conservative side who basically have been signaling that they don't think a shutdown is that bad. You know, they don't think that most people would even know in America if there was a shutdown. Um, You know, is there is there an ability to kind of wrangle them at all? Or as you say, you know, do they get themselves into a position where it's very hard to find a way out of it? Um, I I think he's got the toughest gig by far. Uh, Let's move on to Schumer uh, and McConnell quickly. Uh, As you noted, Schumer going out on a pretty high note here with a massive uh, bipartisan bill on the defense authorization, passing with 86 votes. Um, but, you know, the big thing for Schumer is going to be how do you allocate floor time, right? The Appropriations Committee has now passed all 12 funding bills. The big question is that September 30th deadline is approaching, and what does he do in terms of actually putting bills on the floor? While also, you know, I, I think, interestingly enough, there's a lot of other things that he wants to get done, right? Whether it's Cannabis banking, rail safety bill, um, the FAA reauthorization, a farm bill extension. There's a lot on the Senate's plate, and it doesn't usually move fast. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and, and most pressing is uh, uh, the end of September stuff, the FAA, which uh, needs to get done. And NDAA, you know, they're going to have to go to conference and figure out some sort of bill. I, You know, 63 years in a row, they've passed the NDAA, I think, out of the Senate. This is a, uh, a tradition. So uh, he has a lot of stuff he needs to get done and a lot of floor time he needs to have. And, and this blockade, as we will discuss in a minute here, is is just getting worse. Now let's move on quickly to uh, uh, Mitch McConnell and Hakeem Jeffries. Mitch McConnell, listen, I mean, he is a, um, his health is coming under serious question um, after this freeze up at the microphones the other day. Um, he is, we'll have to see whether a month kind of gets him into a better, into a better space. Uh, he's clearly a step slower than he has been. Again, as we talked about yesterday, I mean, he, he's, he's getting up there in years and, and in, in full view, whereas, you know, other people get old in private and that's, that's a difficult dynamic for McConnell. This is a tough job, as we've said before. Um, and, uh, McConnell is as lucid as could be. I mean, he, he understands exactly what's going on. <laughs> he's totally, he's totally with it, but, um, Anyhow, let's move on to Hakeem Jeffries. Um, you, first of all, Anna, do you have anything to say about Mitch McConnell? I forgot about that. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, I think. Listen, I, you know, his health is 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 on is is what everyone's watching right now, right? He has been the figure leading Republicans uh, in the Senate with a, a really kind of a, a strong position and certainly uh, leadership style. And I think the question is going to be, you know, uh, how does his health keep up with that kind of um, this has been something that people have been talking about, you know, a, a lot this year after, um, you know, kind of his fall. But now this kind of 
mid-sentence freeze during his weekly press conference Wednesday has put a kind of, I think, even a finer note on that. So um, going to, I just think everyone's watching this, you know, concerned, um, wanting, you know, him to obviously be healthy, but also just, you know, he's such a formidable presence, Jake. You know, when I think about him in the Senate Republican Conference and uh, going into the fall, um, you know, is just going to be something that we're going to watch closely. Yeah, let's talk about Hakeem Jeffries. Um, he is putting his stamp on the House Democratic Caucus in a way that, you know, we we, probably, we kind of ex- expected, obviously. He has he uh, is showing uh, control over the state Democratic Party, um, and he has taken his uh, Nancy Pelosi's famous Napa trip and moved it to Tory Pines, where, uh, you know, and I thought, I think I should really go out and advance this and play a couple rounds at Tory um, just to see. A real hardship to yeah, her Yeah, I feel you, like you know? it's, it's necessary to see what Democrats are going to be facing there. Um, <laughs> so Just get in the mindset, you know, <laughs> really. Get in the mindset of House Democrats when they get onto Tory Pines. Um, so listen, he has the easiest job out of anybody house minority leader. Um, his job will get difficult, um, in next year uh, as he tries to get back the majority. But, um, you know, as for now, it's smooth sailing for Hakeem Jeffries. It's funny. I just want to say one thing. I was texting with some folks yesterday, um, after we noted the, I mean, the news that he had moved it to Tory Pines, that that was Scott Peters district and a lot of enthusiasm for, uh, a, a shift in, uh, this fundraising venue. So um, some, for some folks to go out to that. Yeah, and I think it's it's historic in the sense that they're going to Torrey Pines, and that's why I should get out there and play a few rounds. I mean, there's two courses. I can get a, I can get at least four rounds out there. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Number two <laughs> item of the morning. We have been all over this. Representative Derek Van Orden, the Republican from Wisconsin, cursing out a group of high school-aged Senate pages Fun fact, Jake, I actually was a Senate page uh, who were hanging out in the rotunda late Wednesday night. Uh, He has not backed down from that. Last night, we had a statement from his office not apologizing uh, at all. Uh, And, you know, kind of surprising, I think, a lot of members that he would he would just kind of dig in here. Yeah, I mean, I, I he um, to review he he basically uh, cursed out a group of high school age pages uh, who uh, gave up their. Uh, it's a very prestigious position to be a page, as you know, as being a page in the past. Um, and I I I don't quite really understand what's going on here, but um, it, it's truly it's truly remarkable in the sense that um, uh, he he's digging in. He he, they were taking pictures in the rotunda, uh, and it's just, you know, he has a history of public outbursts toward minors and children. He got into it with a library page in Wisconsin over an LGBTQ book display during Pride Month and said he would make whoever put up that display pay for it and later checked out all the books. Um, I, I don't quite understand what's going on here. And, and it got so serious that this rose to the leadership level. Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell both addressed this on the Senate floor last night. I think there was some communication between the House and the Senate, from what I understand, about Van Orden's bizarre and uh, unusual behavior. So um, very, very interesting. And um, August recess is going to save him because he's Gonna ha- he would have had to apologize to these pages and still might. Um, this is this is very strange behavior. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com 
and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. We are continuing to track Senator Tommy Tuberville, the Republican from Alabama, and his unprecedented months-long blockade of senior military promotions. So, you know, obviously, when we get to a recess time, that's when a lot of deal-making happens. And I think there had been some hope, uh, clearly, between the Pentagon and uh, senators that they could find a way forward. But that did not happen. Uh, There was no deal that was able to be made, ensuring that nearly 300 pending moves remain stalled for at least another month. Yeah, um, the this is very this is going to be a huge problem for McConnell and uh, Schumer in um, September. I mean, this is a huge number of military uh, senior military officials, flag officers, joint chairman of the Joint Chiefs, commandant to the Marine of of you know heads of a lot of branches of military. Um, and you're seeing some peeling among Republicans. Lindsey Graham said, you know, he agrees with them on policy, but the force structure will be affected over time. Um, I don't know what the way out is. Schumer is being asked to give him a vote. And Schumer's like, nah, I'm not going to give him a vote. I'm not going to I'm not going to reward this behavior. And, and I think that's that's actually not an, un- an unpopular view, certainly among Democrats. But they're going to need to find a way out. I don't know what the hell it's going to be, but this is going to dominate again when when Congress comes back, when the Senate comes back in September. All right, with that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Um, If you like The Daily Punch, please share it on social media. Tell your friends about us. Leave us a rating and review. It's the best way for people to find out about us. You can also go deeper on all of these issues and more by signing up for our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.